0: sports report
1: today we have aaron from play vs actually are you excited to see aaron from play vs
0: i am super excited and we're gonna settle the debate is it play vs or is it play versus hey you know what i don't care <laughs> i've no, heard it seriously. i've heard it said both ways
1: by members of the company but we're gonna hear it from the man himself folks aaron from play versus Welcome back to the esports report. We're lucky to have Aaron from play VS, or is it play versus Aaron? Tell us about yourself.
2: <laughs> play versus. I'll, I'll, set, I'll, I'll settle that debate right now. Play no, <laughs> no, yeah, phonetically, yeah. Phonetically pronounced play versus spelled out play VS. So it's weird. Cause when I talk to schools, I have to say, well, our company is play versus, but if you're going to our website, type in play VS.
1: Yeah. Hey, it's been a battle since day one with you guys on that one, because yes. I, I have people go, Hey, this is play. VS." Go, hey, this is play versus. I'm like, Hey, keep it
0: up. I, I even do that. I say both.
2: I do too. I do too. I do too. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I I can see it definitely see it both ways. But yeah, so technically, officially definitely play versus. But you hear it today,
1: folks. Here on the <laughs> East Report, we have a definitive answer to the greatest question. It is play versus. So Aaron, tell us a
2: little bit about yourself stuff and your role with uh, Play Versus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so my, my, like I said, my name is Aaron. I lead our community team here at Play Versus. So I work with a lot of our coaches, a lot of our uh, players as well, too. Um, I actually work uh, pretty closely with Ashley as well, too, because I lead our, our super coach program. So anything really to do with our coaches, hearing their feedback, doing, doing things and making sure that, they're kind of going above, like especially coaches that want to go, you know, kind of above and beyond, want to do more beyond just their own esports programs as well too. Uh, some other initiatives I run as well. I also run our Special Olympics Unified program as well too, which is really really awesome. So anything anything that has to do with like I say, getting our coaches involved, getting them to do more for us, or or having them, you know, be be advocates for other programs, stuff like that as well too. Kind of really all kind of falls under my umbrella.
1: That's awesome. Actually, right, yeah. so you hit him up with some questions. Your turn.
0: So I guess my question is how did play versus kind of get involved in esports like where where did it what did it start? like how did yeah. the company get started? I guess is what I'm asking all the
2: way up to our, our ceo are like super super uh, into gaming themselves. Uh, so like all of our leadership team is really into gaming Delane. our ceo is also a big gamer himself. and so, I think they saw for a while, like you really know a lot about the esports scene. There's a really strong professional league. So a lot, a lot of professional gaming, a lot of obviously professional leagues. There's a pretty good amount of organization at the college level as well, too, but there isn't a lot of really strong structure at the high school level, particularly like actually, you know, actually like esports is actually sanctioned by the schools, sanctioned by state associations as well, too. And so they saw a really big opportunity and a big gap there that, like, hey, like there, there's, you know, there's a. Um, there's a lot of students, particularly, you know, a lot of folks too, of a varying skill level. Um, and there really isn't an organized amateur scene. And they realize, you know, esports has the same teamwork, mentorship, leadership skills that any other sport or activity on campus will provide. And we thought like, hey, this is an opportunity to create a structure to actually work with the schools, work with the state associations and provide this as an, a structured, organized league throughout, throughout our high schools.
1: By the way, brilliant move by going to the National Federation to get so many schools on board.
0: Yeah. We have been talking about that in nearly every episode. How smart play versus was because you know there's the high school esports league, and then there's the other one that I keep forgetting, <laughs> the national. Don't <laughs> the National Federation of <laughs> Esports, whatever, and they've yeah. been around I think longer than Play Versus. But Play Versus was the one that really um, connected with the the athletic national associations, Fe- the
1: National Federation, <laughs> right? And so. Uh, do you know anything about that approach, how they approach the National Federation? Because they're not a group that just, you know, let's add more sports. Let's add more activities. It takes yeah. sometimes years. Y'all came in pretty quick.
2: Yeah, I don't know a lot about that actual, actual actually how that got started. It was definitely before my time. So I was at, I've was i been at the company for a little over a year now. I think it was, I mean, I I, I can say broadly that it, it was definitely based on the wrong, a lot of things that I kind of mentioned here. I think a lot of education kind of first with them breaking that myth that this isn't just uh this isn't just video game playing that this is actually something structured i think too like letting them know i think showing them and and winning them over with their business model too of the idea that like schools just can't sign themselves up like ashley knows as as one of our esports coaches that like you have to be verified at the school you have to be you have to be you have to actually show that you're actually part of the program wait
1: wait a second all right aaron you done hurt my feelings all right (laughs) i'm also one of your esports coaches Oh, I assume so, been, but I wasn't and sure. Have been, and have been since the beginning. Okay? Oh, fantastic. Season of, zero. Yeah. And what about yep. your state championships, bro. Oh, wow.
0: It's really apologies, funny. Apologies. It's funny because Nix and I, I think we say this every episode. We met yes. at the first in person esports state championship for Georgia. And the very first thing I had to tell him was get off the stage.
1: Yep. Stay <laughs> talker. Best friends. No, I wasn't. Oh, no. That was the thing. No, oh, wow. I was standing. I was standing behind my players. I was. Oh, wow. Very and, cool. and then somebody from your company says, hey, get that guy out of our shot.
0: <laughs> oh, they just wanted the players.
1: They wanted the players. That's I'm hilarious. Like, all right, all right, I'm coming down. So.
0: Awesome. And, and then you know, the other coach got on stage and I had to tell him also to get off the stage. And it was like Jonathan super, was odd, not,
1: <laughs> super John, awkward. Jonathan was not as happy as I was to get off that stage. <laughs> No, that's great. I'm just giving you a hard time, Aaron. Thank you. I just, I, we do this every time, like throw out our credentials, at, you know. At, no.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But, and then, and then, you know, obviously through our partnership with NFHS, that obviously opened the door for us to talk directly right. to a lot of state associations and Georgia being one of the first ones that we did. And they were just, I would say like the reason why it's grown so much, particularly in Georgia is one, like we just have a really great relationship with the state association They're they're really great partners with us. They're very active and, and wanting to see esports grow as well too in the state, um, and I, I think it comes down to, too, like, again, just breaking down that myth of like, this isn't just video game playing. I know we'll, we'll probably get into it, but like, the, obviously, the opportunities when it comes to like career paths and scholarships and things like that as well, too. And it's just like making them realize as well, too, like, this is going to be just as legitimate as like any other sport on campus.
1: Oh, I agree with you. Um, when we won state the first time back, you know, forever ago, um, 2019, and I will remember the Fox 5 News report, they had the sports report to talk about it and how, you know, Lambert had just won for uh league of legends and we just won for uh rocket league and the guy goes yep i'm gonna have to break out donkey kong now because apparently that's the thing And i went you mm, yeah they, they, words, they, words words it was like red flag as they say
2: yeah yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely. i am happy though to see it kind of in more mainstream media now you know during the when the pandemic first hit and all the sports shut down ES, espn was like showing the Fortnite tournament That was the Rocket League tournaments. I never would have thought that I would have seen that on like a a sports network. I was delighted and baffled at the same time. Yeah. I mean,
2: we mean we saw that at our side as well, too. As like obviously as you saw as schools were shutting down everything else. So, like, what can we do that's still structured, that still allows for some competitive game? And so we saw schools that were usually saying like, Oh, we'll wait until next season. We'll wait another year to get it started ramping it up. Cause they're like, this is the only competitive thing that we can offer on our campus right now. You know, not us.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no? We
2: had, we had
0: to play in person. That was a rule.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The year of- yeah.
1: we're going to have a COVID
0: episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. <laughs>
0: I, don't think I mean, that could have a part one, part two, part three yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which round of COVID do you want to talk about? Exactly. Yeah
0: the the Delta, the Omicron, the, uh, yeah. the whatever else is coming. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. no! Oh no! We're shut down again. um No. uh So tell us about the mission of vs
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, first and foremost, it's definitely about our, our players' experience. Again, like. I I think that realizing that like esports and especially competitive esports shouldn't just be limited to those that are like you know top one hundred in the in the in the in the world or top one hundred in the United States and things like that and really trying to provide a place for students who essentially at the end of the day may not find any other community on campus. You know, almost half our, our players mentioned that like pl- being part of Play Versus and being part of esports in general on their campuses is the first experience they've had with anything extra extracurric- extracurricular. And so we realized that like, hey, like this is this is this is growing and this is something that we like is really, really passionate for us around our students and making sure that they have like they, like again getting those skills around teamwork, around mentorship around leadership as well too. And then I'll definitely will say from like, definitely like a, like a, a coach side as well too, is like a lot of, a lot of programs we saw had gaming clubs or, you our know, AV clubs or, and had gaming involved with them, but they didn't have any type of structure. And we also realized too, that a lot of our coaches come in with not a lot of experience and, and they don't come in with a lot, you know, some of them, their last experience playing games may be Donkey Kong, you know, but they want, they have really passionate students, And we're like, well, we need to create a space in our mission, too, is like making sure that they on the coaching side, too, that you don't feel alone through this process, that you can come in and and just realize, like, we really try to say the other day, like, you're there to be the adult, you're there to provide the structure, but you don't have to necessarily know anything about esports as well, too. So kind of being well-rounded first, like I say, first thinking about the players, thinking about making sure that we're creating a great experience for them, but also, too, that we're creating a great uh, experience for our coaches, because they're the ones at the end of the day, you know, Players do come and go. They graduate, but, co- you know, we want coaches, you know, hopefully not only sticking around season after season, but building up their team season after season. If, as we're adding titles and stuff like that, they don't feel overwhelmed and that they feel supported as well, too. Well,
1: speaking <laughs> of adding titles, go get it.
2: It's turn. probably one of our always-not-our-number-one questions. It's like, what, what are you adding next? Yeah, or like, something like that. So that yeah,
0: was coming, but yeah. yeah. Well, before we get to, to titles and, you know, the eight <laughs> – <laughs> that we're looking at this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say i I wanted to brag on Georgia a little bit, uh, because I think Georgia's been really good about help helping no co- coaches. You know, we have the advisory board that will yep. and I are both a part of, mm-hmm. which I think that every Shout state, yeah, every Tanya. state yes. that has an eSports um should create an advisory board. Because you know those people making those decisions, you know, like you said, their last game might have been Donkey Kong or Tetris or Duck. Hunt. Well, their
1: only experience, or their only experience with gaming is seeing negative stuff on the news. Yep, and I think that's us some issues.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I mean, actually, I would just say too, like you and you may have actually been talking about this because we are actually looking to create using Georgia as a model, actually creating some advisories <laughs> in some other states because oh. exactly what you, you're saying, like a lot of these state reps, like you know, they're fantastic supporters, but yeah, like they, they feel a little bit lost with this as well too. It's something sometimes like, you know, it gets thrown on them. Like, Hey, you're doing, you know, these three sports oh, and now you're doing esports as well too. And so a lot of them, yeah, they're welcoming the help. They're welcoming like the coaches. And so we have one kind of popping up in Utah. Now we're in talks of starting one in Arkansas as well too. And hopefully every state eventually has one of these as well. And saying like, Hey, like, don't feel alone through this. Like we have coaches
0: that want to be a part of the process as well too. And coaches like Will and I, who have been <laughs> have been around since yeah. season zero, season zero.
1: <laughs> I, I, I was helping out a coach in Tennessee. Uh, uh, one of your predecessors, Adrian, had called me. Up, hey, well, you've run a good program this year. Can you tell this coach how you got some computers? Yeah, sure.
2: I mean, yeah, that's it's huge because, like, at the end of the day, like we we have to recognize as a company like we are in the education space, but we're not educators ourselves, and so that's why we have th- things like super coaches or. or or we lean on other coaches to bring other other schools on board because at the end of the day, like I can't ground the process for you. I can't tell you what it's like to be an esports coach in Georgia. I'm never gonna be, you know, I'm never gonna be one. And so, like, we can we can give high numbers. We can give you all all the details about the products, you know, the, the, the titles we offer and what our platform does. But at the end of the day, like, you need to hear from someone of like, hey. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm an esports coach in Georgia. I had no experience getting into this and now I have one of the top programs in the, in the state and really grounded for someone else to be able to like, oh, this is something I can do. Like, this is not like out of reach for me to start a program at my school as well too.
1: Well, I, I want to give a shout out to you guys on that with what I think is it's different than it was the first couple of years. We, it was so PC heavy when I, yes. when I first got started and you talking about separating the rich from a poor trying to get some gaming PCs took a lot. And I was blessed. I mean, I really was, I had a local company that provided us some gaming PCs yeah. and got us hooked up. And if it wouldn't been for that, I don't think we would have won as much as we had. So,
2: yeah. we kind of started with PCs because our initial thought was, it's like, well, schools already have computers. Like that's a good place to start. They have the equipment. As, as you just come to learn, some of the equipment can run some of these titles, but we, we, we now, <laughs> we now definitely say like, start with what you have, but definitely don't assume because your school has say 15 computers in the computer lab that you can play rocket league. Like, check with your tech departments check with your it make sure that they can they could but most likely they may not be able to um not the level you need it exactly 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 legal (laughs) languages is sometimes a little bit easier but I know it can be a little bit tough on pcs and stuff yeah yeah so that's definitely why we kind of originally started that was their initial thought but now we're realizing too that like and I think, like, I personally, I think Switches has, has been the best addition because if you get Switches, not only do you obviously get three Nintendo titles, but you also get Rocket League as well, too. If To, to get a school starter, that's, you know, almost half, that's half our titles right there that you can add, you know, right through.
1: And it's also cost. I mean, for the cost yeah. of one PC, you can have five
2: Switches. I mean. Right. And there's chances, too, that a school has them already. And the, and the fact, too, that, like, some of our – Games like Smash, you actually only need one to have a team of three and things like that. So we've seen Smash explode because of that, because it only takes one console and one online account to technically run a whole team of three as well, which is really cool.
0: And most of the high school students have they have a switch like it. Well, it more a school, console sometimes, especially more yep. console. Yep. Yeah. So let's swing into games. Let's swing into these eight yes. titles <laughs> <laughs> that we're offering since Will over here did his uh, one minute rant.
1: <laughs> About You're killing um, me. You okay. All right. Five, how five, many five,
0: titles five, we five. have?
1: Okay. All right. So when we first started, there were there was one. There was the League of legend And then I'm glad that we added Rocket League. I mean, very glad. And I was glad that we all, you know, started after one more here, one more. We're up to eight. You're killing me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing me, bro.
2: Yeah, we, we we definitely want to make sure folks have a v- variety. We definitely, especially for new coaches, we say don't don't make this seem intimidating. Don't seem like you have to t- take them all on at once. Like start with one, maybe start with two, and build from definitely build from there. Um, and yeah, I think at, having a variety, and I, I think not only having a variety, but a variety of, of councils that they're available on as well too. Like even even with like with Madden and PS4, is I think again, allowing schools to kind of pick and choose what's best for them and, and figuring out like most schools, I would say. First season, they're starting off on one console and honestly starting with maybe, maybe two titles or something like that. Um, but yeah, so just trying to provide a little bit more variety, but not and also like definitely striking that balance of like we what we want to add more popular, very, you know, very popular titles that people want to see, but not going overboard with it either, where like it's too overwhelming at once. And so so there's are some seasons like, oh my gosh, we had three at once and it's a lot. But then there are some times we we hope where there's like seasons where we're just sticking with those you know, the ones that we have and not adding more and stuff like
0: that. What um? Okay, so, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, what do you know the process that um is used to like select games and how they get approved?
2: Yeah, so I mean, obviously, like first and foremost, we don't look at anything that's that's above obviously above teen. We try to go with titles that are, are safe and 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 friendly, and then obviously too that you know you know like with our partnerships with state associations we have to keep that in mind too with a lot of titles that we add that like we want to get approved by the state associations we have to have those conversations as well um so we definitely look at seeing you know first seeing what's most popular uh, i know even right now we're looking to put together a new survey just to go out the coaches and players it's seeing what what is popular right now with folks and so we're always looking to see what are what are the top titles people are playing um so we that, that's really that really comes into play also like it's really important for us to provide a variety. So, I mean, we mentioned like on the like on the council PC side offering a variety there, but also to making sure we have a variety in, in, in complexity. So, you know, because when we first started with League of Legends, like as you guys know, League of Legends is a very complex title. You're not you're not picking it up <laughs> overnight and stuff. No, like that. <laughs> no, right? So no, you, no. <laughs> So, you know, so we wanted to balance that. So we we want to have titles like Rocket League and or Splatoon or Smash that are a little bit more, a little bit more user friendly, a little bit easier too for maybe a student who never played competitively before to start off a season and get and grow throughout that season as well too. So we definitely keep that in mind. Um, and then I would just say lastly too, when it comes to title selection, like partnerships are really really important to us. And so we try to partner with every title that we offer on our platform we try to partner with the publisher to offer it as well too because we we do definitely believe that they should be equal partners in this if they're getting if we're getting the high school space they should be in the high school space with us and so we have partnerships with riot we have partnerships with nintendo as well too and so and, and we're also working with partnership working to get partnerships with like ea right now as well too uh right now we have a license to offer like madden and stuff like that but those things are really really important to us as well so that one that like, you know, if we need like technical support or we have issues, things like that, we're not left holding the bag. Like we, we can go directly to the publishers and say like, hey, coaches are telling us this. Hey, we're having, you know, issues with X, Y, Z and stuff like that. And they, you know, they're they're equally involved in the process as well, too.
1: Well, you know, it's, I found it interesting is that with the current selection, I have to say you, you hit the nail with Mario Kart. That has brought yep. kids that I did. I didn't think I'd ever see him showing up, and yeah, and and, and the fun in the difficult part for coaches, and I'm sure you've heard this, is that no one thinks they're bad at Mario Kart until they are. I
2: mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, you, you we, so we we did an in we did a like a internal company uh a tournament uh, right before the end of the last year. We do we we call it like play versus stadium. We do we sometimes do internal tournaments of different titles. I think we actually even streamed it and stuff. And I like I hadn't played a lot, I hadn't played a lot on the Switch, but I used to play the old versions on 64. I played like the ver- like Mario Kart Seven on Wii and stuff, and thought I was pretty good. And like I was playing with some I was testing and and practicing with some other folks in the company. And then I go and play with like other people at the company. I just get absolutely stomped. Like I could not. I, I, I like unbelievably bad. Like like comically bad. Like like one thing I learned that with particularly with Mario Kart is like the drifting and stuff like that. If you don't know it's how to, so drift, important. It's, it's so, so, important. Important. so important. So important. So important. Yeah. But yeah, speaking to like adding too many, not to add, obviously adding too many titles at once as well, too, is like we technically announced that Mario Kart was coming when we made our announcement like last May with Nintendo. But like we made a conscious decision, like, let's start with uh, Smash. Let's start with Splatoon. Let's build those up. And it was like it was already always part of the plan to add Mario Kart in spring to like, let's slowly roll these out as well, too, even, well, even, with, these, <laughs> even with these partnerships. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah so but yeah yeah it's it's a really fun title but like i I couldn't believe that the the level of complexity you think oh it's just a racing game like how hard could it be like nope pretty pretty hard pretty hard (laughs) yeah
0: yeah uh what i was gonna say is you know nintendo's been like anti-competitive gaming for a very long time i was delighted and surprised that they agreed to to do that i mean it's amateur only but um I was just like, I don't know how Play versus swung it, but they swung it and got Nintendo. You, hit, you hit the, the big games. fish
1: because people have been trying to get Nintendo forever. And um, I remember talking with when they started releasing Super Smash last year, and it was yeah, they just sent a you know a, a, a stop and cease, you know a cease and desist letter to somebody for running a tournament, but yet Play landed land, them. I mean, and kudos, guys! I mean, really.
2: Yeah, I, I, I definitely heard a lot about. Obviously, goes was definitely involved when they, all that. All that coming up and stuff like that. But I have to say, yeah, they've been really great partners with us, been been really hands-on as well, too. And like really wanting to see like they're they're really interested in how successful our leagues are going as well. Too they want to they want to they're actually like at the end of the fall, they wanted to hear directly from coaches, directly from players how the season was going, how we can improve. And I know like one big thing that came up was like a lot of network connectivity issues and network issues, particularly with playing on campus. And they want to be they actually were like wanting to be involved and wanted to help troubleshoot those and realize that like that they, you know, they were equal partners in this. So yeah, it was, it was a, a, definitely a, a fun shock. And, and they, they've been, like I say, been great partners ever since with us as well, too. Can you, can you go back to them and ask them to make the 4v4
1: a little easier to set
2: up? Right. Yeah. A little,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's just a little hard.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I'm really, really excited. And we're hopefully, you know, looking to obviously expand our, our, this is just a start with them too when it comes to like titles and stuff. We're hoping, you know, nothing, nothing I can say on the horizon, like officially on the horizon, but like this, this partnership is not going to stop just at these three titles. This is where, this is kind of where we're starting. And and, and I say like, I, you know, we, we, uh, we have great success with a lot of our titles, but like Nintendo has been something else in terms of like, I think even like Smash is going to overtake being one of, like, it's going to rival Rocket League as being one of our top titles. this, this, I, this spring. I, I, think Mar- I think Mario
1: Kart's going to push you even, it's going to push Rocket League even more. At yeah. least I'm seeing it on my end. I, don't, yeah.
0: I actually can tell you, I don't know about hers on this as much, but. Yeah, I'm seeing the death of League of Legends um, in my program. You know, at mm-hmm. Colquitt, I had like 15 teams that was in 2018 2019 mm-hmm. and now i'm kind of lucky to have one i honestly don't even know if i'm going to have one full team and i'm sad because that's the game i grew up on but you know mobas just aren't as popular now as yeah. they once were
2: yeah it's just tougher too because it is, it is that team of five and like i say I mean, we already mentioned before it's not a tunnel you can just pick up overnight as well too. Nope. So, you, so if you have four <laughs> players you know what i mean and like finding that fifth if they're not there it's hard sometimes hard to do as well too for sure Right. And
1: so, okay, I have to shout out to Brad. He's one of our uh, advisory council members. He used to play around on on, on your website and found some NBA 2K out there. Nothing Uh, I can officially say. uh, (laughs) I I I told him I'd do it. I told him I'd do it. I told him
2: I'd do it. it, But yeah. Nothing, yeah. Yeah, nothing I can officially announce or anything, nothing I can officially say, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we do, we do, we do test out, let's say we do test out like different things in our product sometimes as well to test out different leagues, how they would work if we did eventually add titles and stuff like that. So, uh, um, yeah, so no, nothing I can officially say there, but yes, I, I, I did hear about, like, I, I can, I can confirm that I did hear about that today. <laughs> okay, yeah. I bet you yes. did. Oh, yes, <laughs> That yes.
1: screenshot was being passed across the eSport coaches of the world. Like, hey, did you see this? Yes. <laughs> so, and back to it. So if there was a title, if you had a dream title that you could offer, Aaron, if, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be related with Pit Play yes. but if there was a game that you was like, I want this play, what would it be?
2: Oh, boy, that's tough. Because honestly, I, I've actually, because like, I, I'm a pretty casual gamer myself. I've never been at right. any competitive level. And so I, I've honestly been diving into art the titles we we've offered, we've been offering. So I've been playing like myself. I've been playing a lot of Splatoon 2 personally. Like it's been really, really, really fun. Like I, I never thought I would like the title. It seemed too cartoonish for me and too like childish, but like Wow, it is so much fun to play. I think Ashley, I think you've played with us before as well too, I mean, we used to yeah, do nights I, and we yeah, I did. I did bad. Oh, so much fun! But no, it's a dream title. Wow, that's that's a tough one. I definitely like. I I always like seeing like what like what's new, what's 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 on the horizon. So like I and I, and I like like having things that. Um, I think that newer titles that kind of sometimes come out that you don't think, like, I think even sometimes the developer doesn't even realize that this could be a, a big esports potential title. Like the one I'm thinking off the top of my head is like Knockout City, where like it, it like, it, it, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like from EA. It's like a dodgeball for 4v4 game um, where it's, yeah. it's it kind of has a kind of a mentality of Splatoon 2, things like that. Um, but like titles like that are like, even like the new Nintendo Brawl game as well, too, is, is potentially you know, another competitor or another option besides Smash and stuff like that. So those are the ones that kind of really, really interest me um, that, I, that I really like. Um, those i honestly like other than that, I can't think of like Under the Sun, any any type of like particular dream titles. But that, those are the ones that kind of come to mind.
1: So if I didn't ask this, my kids would kill me. Yeah. So because I get this coach, why can't we play? Give us the reasons why we can't play certain games.
2: Uh, you know, I mean, like that, that's actually like, that's the million dollar question. And mm-hmm. uh, has, has, <laughs> it definitely has a lot of parts to it, you know, you know, first and foremost, obviously like we, 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 tweet, we do try to keep everything, you know, teen or teen or below when it comes to, comes to, um, you know, what we offer on our site. And, and then just the reality is to obviously with some titles, like, you know, with our partnerships, with States, stuff like that, like it's a hard conversation to have, like you know like be able to to be able to offer you know like you know i know i think we know which ones we're talking about here and stuff like that fortnite <laughs> fortnite things fortnite. like that yeah yeah it's just you know like you know being part of the school setting you know we have to obviously work with 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 parents and like when when like when you when you when you do become more legitimate and you do have that 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 designation you're working directly with partners there are limits to what you can offer. And it's not like we're not, we are having those conversations with them. We are looking to see like how we can potentially implement these in the future. Um, but it is just like, you know, for the meantime, it is, it is just, just, just frankly, obviously a tough conversation to have. And, you know, so, right. and so like something that like it, for our sake, it's, it's easier. And then, and then sometimes, you know, you know when, you know, when a state does, going you know, be potentially say, unfortunately, say no, stuff like that, just being able to honor that and stuff like that as well, too. Um, you know, when we, we did try, you know, we tried with like Youth League, stuff like that, but like, you know, without having needing a coach and like, oh, this is one way to offer it. And, you know, we, we decided, you know, this recently year to pause that product because we realized that like high school is where it's at, like having that coach be part of the program is so important as well, too. Um, so like that, that was like really the path we wanted, we wanted to pursue. And like I say, we're not we're not giving up on titles like that, but it's like you know, like it's more of like let's hone in, focus on what's really working right now, and then like have those conversations afterwards as well too with states.
1: So in the middle, you know, talking about new titles and all this other yeah. kind of fun stuff, Aaron, um, what do you do? You see any titles that have not taken off that y'all thought would or are underperforming and thought would do
2: better? Um, I wouldn't say like drastically. There are definitely, definitely more definitely titles that are a little bit more popular than others. I will say. Sometimes it's not even it has nothing really to do with the, the actual titles. It has to do with uh the consoles or uh or just like the team formatting us figuring out what's the best way to offer it as an esports as well too. So like Madden is a good example of this where uh where like we've had it as teams of three, but in reality they really were playing as solos. And so we've actually retooled it here for the spring and actually seen improvements because now it's a one-person team. Um doing it did the same thing for the fall too, but when we first you know, when we first had it in spring of 2021, teams of three, we saw a little bit more less of adoption and stuff like that. But now we're seeing it grow as well too. Uh, I would say the same with something like Splatoon too. Like it's it's a definitely a popular title, and I think you know like we're we're definitely seeing we're definitely excited too about the prospects of you know potentially you know with Splatoon three on the horizon as well too of it getting a, a bigger bigger boost again as well too as a title. But I would just I definitely will say with with more with programs getting started up that like. You know, with Smash, it's so great that you only need one. You only, I say, you only need one switch for a for a, uh, a team. Mario Kart, you really at, at bare minimum only need two. But Splatoon, it's absolutely needed to have four. And sometimes it, that, that's just a little bit of a of a um, a difficulty. So I, I would think it's it's less around like again, it's less around popularity. It's more of us like retooling, figuring out like one day of the weeks as well too. It's like, hey, is this just the wrong day for us to put this title on? And also too, like like equipment, uh uh equipment needs, things like that, things that we maybe we need to help out with. And um, and so like we started offering better packages too for some schools to be able to have switches for Tune and things like that as well.
1: Yeah, I'd like a couple more, you know, I'm yeah. sure. As a as a small program, sure. Come on.
0: Um, Ashley. You know what? What changes do you think we'll see in esports, kind of in the future? Like, where do you see this going? And you can talk specifically about Georgia if you want to, and then you can talk like just nationwide where you think it's going to go.
2: Yeah, like to me, the biggest thing is just like gro- just like just in general, just growth because I think a lot of schools are still. I think we're still in the infancy of like high schools and every you know like. Think about there's, you know, we're, we're hitting a lot of schools, but we're still just scratching the surface of, of schools that have programs. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're growing season after season, but we're still not hitting like, you know, even half of the potential high schools that we could in, in the country. So I think just like the, the, the overall awareness and I think just the general adoption that like that negative stigma is going to go away. And I think you're just going to see this just being a part of programs like it's not going to be a question anymore that a school has an esports program. That's definitely where I see it, particularly like I, even just you know, particularly in Georgia, being one of our early adopters, like it, it's becoming less and less of like, oh, is this something that, that schools add? Maybe if they have time or maybe if they have the budget or maybe uh, they have like the capacity of like, no, like this is like it would be just as insane not to have it, having a basketball team as it would not be having an esports team as well, too. So I definitely see that. And then I would say like nationwide as well, too. Um, you're seeing really again like a lot of growth in the college side because you see a lot of schools of oh, 50, 60 years ago they were saying like, hey, we wanted to be number one in basketball, we want to be number one in football, and now you have colleges today saying like, hey, like our time has passed to be able to do that, but we can be number one in esports. And so you have some, you're going to start seeing too, I think, some new new colleges, new schools you may, you may never necessarily have never even heard of before coming to the scene, being like number of the top schools for esports and heavily recruiting more and more money being poured into this as well too, because like, I think the last few, the last few years has been like around 15 million or so in scholarships going out to students. I could see that going into triple digits in terms of millions of dollars and stuff like that as more and more schools like take these programs on board. So to me, it's just overall, around, around the, like any type of new new venture or new area, particularly when you're talking about working in the public sector, when you're working with, you know, the other day, like a lot of, you know, government employees or people in the public sector, there's always a joke that they're always... 10 years behind the trends of where things are, particularly when it comes to technology. And so I think you're just going to see uh, it's, it's a slow ramp, but I just, going to see more and more schools adopting this and it, it being less of a question of like if, but more of like when we have an sports program.
1: Awesome. I, you know, I think that may be one of the only hurdles I see in the future because when you build a basketball court, it, it lasts for 30 years. You know, you, you build yes. it, it lasts. And we have, yes, we have network infrastructure that does last, but we all know consoles come and go. Yes. And I think, is that going to be the big, you think the next big hurdles
2: when the, new, when it's time for next gen to step in? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Cause the, obviously that, obviously we recognize that's a big commitment for schools. A lot of schools are, are obviously, you know, going out of, going out of pockets to pay for PlayStation 4s and Nintendo switches and stuff like that. And again, I think luckily having those publisher agreements allows us to know that when we make these commitments that we, we can at least guarantee that they're going to be around for several years. Like, even though the, you know, the PlayStation five exists, we're going to, we're going to be on PS PS 4 as long as Sony is, is, is keeping the supporting that up. network. Yeah. But, yeah. And you, yeah. you, you do see now with consoles, like back in the day when like, when an, a new, when a new console came out, man, they would stop supporting that old console, maybe two years yeah, into more. its run. Yeah. Now, like I, like as long as people are still using it and still playing it, um, they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll continue to, to support it actually correct me if
1: i'm wrong but i think the ps3 just now got discontinued on support i think that was this year they are like hey that's i mean that's how long it took i mean back yes. in the day like you said they have cut the throat immediately
2: and moved on but now they're like no we need those game pass certificates we need all that revenue same with like games too like you have games mm-hmm. that people they're like 10 plus years old if people are so they're like well where's the next version where's the new you know where's you know the, the next version of it where's was, rocket league too right right but like yeah they like science is not going to create it if a ton of people are still playing rocket league they're like what's right. the point why why invest in something when people are still enjoying and still heavily playing what we already have exactly so yeah that, that's that's always definitely a challenge for sure and like i'm hoping schools like bake that into their budgets of like hey like this is good for five years but we we do know like like you know like, we have like a maybe like you know our esports budget is like is is stay static for five years? Like this is how much it costs. But knowing every five years, there's going to be an additional cost for upgraded equipment, upgraded consoles, things like that as well too. And we definitely are trying our trying our best to help step in as well too, particularly on the game game side because especially when you add sports titles, there's literally a new version every year because that, <laughs> that that seems to be the one genre that doesn't matter how how popular one the past version was. They're always going to come out with the next version and stuff like that. But even with that, like we waited, like Madden 22 has been out for, we technically could have done it in the fall. Honestly, we probably could have even done it in the spring, but we like, we stuck with 21 for at least two seasons. We're going to do the same thing with 22 as well too, as making sure that like when schools are making these investments, like we'll stick with them as long as it's like, it's possible. As long as like the, the gaming, the gaming companies or, or the console companies are, are supporting them as well too. It's Awesome.
0: Yeah. Actually, I was going to ask, What's it like uh, working at Play Versus? I know it's it's still technically a startup company. Oh, yeah, like definitely, yeah, definitely. It hasn't been around uh, quite that long. But just give our audience like a, like, I guess just an overview of what it's like to work for like an esports company.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's really really exciting. I have to say, like we, we always use the joke because it's because it's a startup. It's like you're it's like you're uh, building the plane as you're flying it. So you know a lot of moving parts, a lot of new exciting things happening. So just as like coaches can be you know shocked or surprised or are excited when we add new titles or new publishers as well too. We, we are we we are exactly the same way here as well too, um, and we definitely try to you know the company definitely tries to hire folks that have you know either education backgrounds or have. Gaming backgrounds as well, too. We brought a lot of folks on recently from like Activision Blizzard to not run our league ops and things like that. And we're even like down to where our offices are, like offices are right by the Riot offices and things like that. Like that was a conscious decision as well, too. Um, Definitely will say that it's been a little bit of a bummer because we have been mostly all remote. I mean, I've never I've stepped in the office maybe a handful of times just because luckily I, I personally live close to it. But like uh, the fact that like uh, it's been a little bit more tough of definitely building that camaraderie and, and having that when we're all definitely remote. But the company's done a lot of great things, a lot of like company happy hours. Like I mentioned before, we have like play versus stadium, which is like our internal like competitions and stuff like that. And it's just it's just fun to take on new challenges. It's definitely a lot of work, not going to lie. There's definitely, like I came on board and I was supposed to take on just handle like, you know, X, Y, and Z. And now I'm handling A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and, and X, Y, and Z in terms of uh, things that you do here. You, you kind of end up wearing many hats and learning. And it's kind of the startup life of like, hey, if, if you recognize something isn't being done, more than likely you're going to want to, and then you're the one that recognizes it, you're more than one that's likely it's going to have to take it on as well too for it to be able to get done um so yeah it's so a very exciting but also very rewarding as well too like I, I i'm very thankful like that i'm one of the you know i wouldn't say one of the few but i'm one of only one of the, some of the employees that actually gets to talk with coaches on a daily basis hear what they're saying I, and, and then like it's been it was so rewarding too to actually get that go out and actually meet some this past season as well too because that's what i would honestly because i started in december of 2020 and i i would have done that from day one i would in a little bit of a road show go and go out and meet coaches and just like not being able to do that was, was definitely stunk as well too. But just like being along alongside with these folks, seeing seeing as they grow as well, too, and seeing their programs grow and their 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 players really experiencing this and having fun as well too is, is definitely rewarding from our end as well. And I love being able to be one of the few people to come in to get to share these stories with the rest of the folks. So like like our engineers and stuff like that who you know don't interact with their coaches on a daily basis.
1: So our last question here. Yeah. If you were if you're to talk to students who are interested in, in careers in esports, what kind of advice would you give them? You know, college, whatever, you know, those kind of things.
2: Yeah. So I, I think the biggest thing is like the like like don't pigeonhole yourself. Don't think that you need to like be a software engineer. You have to get into the game design to be in the esports world. There is like just like with any industry, you could literally pretty much major in anything and still be involved in esports in some capacity. I mean. All the way down. I mean, there's some, even some colleges now that are offering esports marketing minors because they realize how much of a billion-dollar industry it is. So, like, at the end of the day, like, it, pick what you're passionate about doing, and more than likely, it's going to fit into the esports world. So, you know, if, if it's graphic design, if it's heck, if it's like event coordination, if it's shoutcasting, there's so many different paths you have to take. There's not one direct path you need to take to get into esports. I mean, I think I'm kind of living proof of that. You know what I mean? Like. My my background is definitely more in community and, and working with with working with users and 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 helping to celebrate you know and and uplift our communities. But like I don't I didn't I didn't you know I didn't go to college thinking I was going to have a role in esports. Yet here I am as well too. And just like having faith that if that's what you want to do, there's going to be positions available for you. I mean the same with like you know do helping even even down to things like doing social media and things like that. Like companies are. Are, are constantly needing these folks. Like you look at, you look at these bigger companies, like how, how many different, like, like we call it, you get, there's kind of like a business term, it's called like vertical integration. Like they're in everything, you know what I mean? They're not just producing the game, they're producing right. the competitions. Like there's just so many different paths in so many different places that like re- really, um, like, like I can say, like really like your horizons, don't, don't kind of pigeonhole and think like, oh, I have to be actually physically developing the games myself. In order, in order to be involved in video in video games or esports, like no, there's so many different paths you can take. And I, I the one last thing I, was, I would say as well too is like, like take chances with like, like, like there's a lot of schools out there, a lot of colleges that folks may have like never heard of or never seen before, but like. They're they're offering a lot of scholarships as well too, and and like I say, like that like well for a lot the path to becoming a professional gamer is tough, just like it is with you know any other sport. But like a lot of these schools, they're not even looking for like the top 100 Rocket League players, the top you know say 100 even, you know, even titles, we don't offer like Valorant or something like that. They want like moderately skilled players because there's just such a high demand right now for these, you know, these, these colleges are getting, getting like, uh, you know, directives from their deans and stuff like that saying like, Hey, you need to build out your esports program now. And so they're aggressively recruiting. And so like take chances to maybe in a school you didn't, you didn't think about as well too, or a school that maybe wasn't on your top 10 list, but if, you know, if they're going to provide a scholarship to you, or potentially even a full ride, like, Give them a chance. Like that, they, they give you an ability for you too to save a lot of money at college as well too. Awesome,
1: uh, Aaron. Thank you so much for having you know having been on here with us and give us a shout out. Let us know that you know play the S shows the love and esports report loves you guys and us loves us too. So yeah,
2: I'm glad to come back anytime. You guys will have, have me. Love thank having you. Awesome.
0: Oh, well, that's our interview.
2: Bye, guys. Well, folks, that was an awesome interview with
1: Aaron Ashley. How did you feel about the interview?
0: I think it went pretty well. Um, I think we had a really good interview. It shed some some light on Play Versus and how they function as a company. And I think it's just really good to have the, the main supporter of Georgia High School esports and esports across the, 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 the nation on, on our podcast. It's very important to well, us.
1: I think it's important. I know what's important to you. It's time for Ashley's Minute Rant. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our second segment with this. Ashley, you got a minute. Go. Are you going to time me? I got you. Go.
0: Okay. My rant today is how women are treated in esports. Okay. Girls, let me tell you, you do not have to put up with the same nonsense that I've been putting up with since the 90s. If you are a female in the high school esports play versus league, you are covered something happens immediately boom band hammer on the person that was mean to you you don't have to put up with inappropriate dms people saying oh you're just a girl you don't know what you're talking about you you might have to actually put up with that a little bit if you're playing on your own um but if you're playing in a sanctioned play versus match you don't have to put up with that nonsense and i will tell you it's gotten better but I am still sick of being told that I'm just a girl and I don't know what I'm talking about is very agitating. And that's
1: her minute folks. And Ashley, she's a woman, hear her roar. (laughs) So folks, this is Will Nix for the eSports Report saying, Ashley, tell them what to say. Bye. See you folks on the eSports Report.